when I read this gospel, I had to think to myself, I thought, you know, in our world today, if somebody said, you know, um, you're not welcoming me, we would probably say, nuke them, nuke them till they glow, you know. Um, <clears throat> but in the time of Jesus, they said the same thing. His followers said, Lord, let's call down fire upon them and let's just toast them. And Jesus says, nothing. He says, come on, just we're going to ignore it and we're going to go on. Now, in life, think how much easier our life would be if periodically when somebody said something that was offensive to you, you just ignored them. And life could go on. I tell people, people say to me, why are you happy all the time? I say, because I ignore, ignore stupid people. <laughs> Don't laugh, it might be you, okay? <clears throat> okay? But in this gospel, Jesus is saying, don't get caught up in all that stuff. Keep focused on the journey. And then Jesus goes on to say, you know, the foxes have dens. I have no place. And then he says, the birds have nests. I have nothing. In other words, he's saying, don't be building up everything in this world, but be on that journey. Keep following what you should be doing. And then he said this about the, you know, I just want to bury my father. And the guy says, the guy, Jesus says, you know, no, follow me. Now, if you are a farmer, you know it's very important to have the plow pulled straight. And that's what Jesus is saying in this. He's saying, you know, if you put your hand on the plow and you keep looking back at what you're missing, you're never going to get there. And you're, you're not going to harness much of your, you're not going to be able to profit much from what you are planted. That's the challenge of this gospel. <clears throat> because he's saying, you have to stay in the journey with me. Most days it's going to be very easy and good. But some days it's not going to be easy. And it's saying, don't look or don't let anyone stop you. If you are called to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then do it. And you do it every single day. Now, the question is, how do we do it? How do we do it? I have a story for you. I know that's going to be a little shocking, but I have a story. When I was about a junior or about a sophomore or junior in college, I was at St. Meinrad. And one day the um, rector called and said, would you be willing to show two nuns around? And I said, certainly. He said, now, they're younger nuns, and one of them has been away for 20 years. So she was made a nun, sent to Japan. This was her first time to come back, and the only reason she came back was because her parents were sick. And so she was home for a year taking care of her parents. And then at the end of the year, she was going back to Japan. So she said, I just tell you that. So give them a good tour. Let them have some fun. Even take them up to the chapter room. I almost had a heart attack because no one was allowed to see the chapter room. And so I spent a couple of hours walking her around and showing her the different chapels and where we live and the different things that we could show, even taking her to the Holy of Holies, which she shouldn't have been in. But now they show it to everybody, so it just shows you she got to see things a little earlier than everybody else. But they were daughters of charity, okay? And they had a big mother house in um, Evansville. 
and she was from Evansville. She had entered the convent there, but she had never been at St. Myron. So at the end of the talk, we were just, or at the end of the walking around and seeing things, we were talking, and I said to her, well, are there any questions you have? And she said, do you think you're going to make it the next four years? And I said, don't know yet. Don't know. I said, I'm in this year by year, and I said, whatever God wants, I'm open to. And she said, good for you. And I said, in yourself, she said, I'm in it for the rest of my life. She said, I know I'll probably never see my parents again alive. And she said, but I'm doing God's will. So we were in the college chapel, and she said, there's not a tabernacle. And I said, oh, there is a tabernacle, but there's also a prayer room with it. So I come right over. So I took her over and showed, showed her where the tabernacle was. And then I stepped out so that she and the other sister could have a little time. And the other sister followed out. So it was this sister Paula was the only one in the chapel. But I could see her. From my perspective, I could see what she was doing. And at one point, I saw her go like this. Right onto the tabernacle. And I thought, that's how she does it. She does it because of her love for Jesus Christ. She sees Jesus Christ as the bride. She's the bride of the Christ. And as a bride of Christ, she belongs to Jesus Christ. And I remember thinking that she didn't do that for any show for anybody because nobody could see her but me. And when she touched that, I thought to myself, I will always remember that. I will always remember that touch because it is for love of Jesus Christ that we can do anything. And it makes this gospel speak. It doesn't matter if you don't have a den to live in. It doesn't matter if you don't have a nest. You have Jesus Christ. You have life eternal. And the challenge is in our daily life to make sure that we stay on that journey. And it's not always going to be an easy journey. But it will be a journey that leads us to life eternal. So Jesus' way is not the easiest way, not the straightest path, but it is always the right path. So today as we journey through our day and we journey through this week, be mindful of the fact that we are called to walk with Jesus. And some days the road is paved and sometimes it ain't. But you still keep walking. Why? Because we belong to Jesus Christ. That happened at our baptism.